The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, under new guidelines uh, that have been announced today, schools across the country are going to be obliged to record all incidents of bullying behaviour for the first time. The new centralised database would expose the extent of bullying in schools and will feed into an anonymised annual national report to allow a better approach for tackling the issue of bullying. But will it be enough and what will it entail? What will it uh, obligate schools to do. Uh, to discuss, I'm joined by Professor James O'Higgins-Norman, UNESCO Chair in Bullying and Cyberbullying at the DCU Anti-Bullying Centre and Sinead, whose son was a victim of cyberbullying. Um, you're both very welcome. Sinead, can I start with you, given you and your family have had to deal with this directly. What was your ana- reaction when you heard this announcement today? Well, it's a year and a half since the incident happened and um as harrowing and horrendous as it was, I'm glad to say that it, it was really well dealt with because we had the school on board. And so I'm glad to hear that schools are still being um, put at the centre of this and being asked to contribute. But my my gut response to anything that comes out as, you know, a strategy and a database and something to identify future trends um, just makes me anything from sad to really angry and frustrated because it's too late. It's already too late for this strategy and this collection of data. Um, What's needed is very, very affirmative action. And so I don't want to hear more platitudes from government departments making promises around investing in this area once they have the information to hand. I want to know what it is they are going to do and at what stage are they going to stop putting this really serious escalating issue onto schools, onto teachers, onto parents and onto children and challenge the platform providers, challenge the meta, the Facebook, the Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. When are those people going to be brought into the room and held to account? And and your fear is that while it's fine to collect this data, that doing it without challenging those platforms is a waste of time. An absolute nonsense. The whole system is broken. The whole system is broken. And yet the government seems to think that we, the parents, will be either distracted by or or settle for another piece of long-term action without going to the root of the cause. So my understanding is that this report or the collection of this information will in, help the government and state agencies to identify future trends. Future trends is too late. Identifying future trends is is good and important. And I'm sure Professor Higgins will have a completely alternative view on that. But for parents like me and thousands of others, Kieran, that all around the country are dealing with the fact that their children are able to access grossly inappropriate and seriously damaging content pretty much 24-7. And so you have the likes of Meta, whose policies and practices are really well able to silence and censor the voices of Palestine and Palestinian journalists, but they're not able to stop video footage of children being raped, being presented on other children's phones that they then stand around and show each other in schoolyards in Ireland in 2024. So I have no mass whatsoever in more government talk more placeholders. I want to know what action is going to be taken. Yes, 
a multi-pronged approach is necessary. It absolutely has to involve the parents. We need to remember and learn how to parent. We need to be able to take responsibility for the fact that we're giving our children a device and access to a whole world of content that they are probably not able for. Absolutely, schools need to be involved. There has to be education out there in terms of what to do, how to identify Mm. bullying of all sorts. But oh my God, until such time as government goes after and calls to account the the organisations, those global brands who are putting profit before people, then we are at nothing. Stay with us, uh, Sinead. I mentioned Professor James O'Higgins Norman, who's with us as well from DCU's Anti-Bullying Centre. James, it's good to talk to you again. uh, We might talk about what, what other things the government could or should be doing in terms of the data collection piece they've announced today. If we'll describe it that way, what what's the value in that? Talk to you guys. Um, well, I mean, this is only one of sixty-one actions that are included in the National Action Plan on Bullying that was launched at the end of December twenty twenty-one, and oh, sorry, twenty twenty-two. And um, the idea behind it, my understanding is that at the moment. Uh, we don't have a clear picture of the prevalence of bullying and the type of bullying that is occurring across schools in Ireland. So, for example, if we want the government to go to social media companies and be able to say to them, there's a problem, for example, with racist-based bullying or gender-based bullying or whatever it might be, at the moment we're relying on ad ad hoc data and that's coming from different sources Mm -hmm. and that's conducted in different ways. So this is just one of a suite of actions that's listed in the action plan that would be hopefully making a contribution to addressing some of the things (laughs) that your other contributor has highlighted there. How important will it be to define what is bullying in terms of what gets reported? Yeah, you know, because really there's, yeah, there's question. obviously extreme examples, but I'm, I'm yeah. conscious of ones that, you know, you know, one person might see it as bullying, someone else not. That's a really important question. And some of the examples that I think it was Sinead gave there wouldn't be what we would call uh, bullying, but they are obviously nasty, negative experiences online that need to be tackled. So we're talking today um, about bullying and cyberbullying. And they are defined in the action plan on bullying. And whatever data is collected around those will have to comply with that definition. One of the things that we don't know at the moment is what type of data specifically will be collected, who will complete the data um, collection instruments. Um, There's no detail on any of that at the moment. I believe the government is still to work that out. But we will need to be very clear about what data has been collected and for what purpose it's been collected. Other issues like the kind of things that uh, Sinead raised there, I think will be certainly pursued by the Online Safety Commissioner, uh, who is at the moment um, preparing an online safety code that the social media companies will have to comply with. And I hope that some of the things that she's concerned about might be addressed through that. Sinead? Mm. I mean, I I get it and I fully appreciate that to tackle something as huge as as bullying, including online bullying, needs a coordinated approach. And it's really important to gather data, have a centralised location for it. I I get all that. I I see the value in it. But my concern is, and, and please know I am not an expert in this area. I'm a mom whose child was the victim of 
horrific bullying and threats. And I mean, go kill yourself. We will rape you and send the content around the school. We are going to do this. We are going to do that. Like that level of, of bullying and mm. harassment. So I'm not an expert. I'm, I'm a mom. But I do understand how important it is to have that strategic approach. But what I'm saying to you and Professor Higgins and whoever else is listening, it has to happen in a timely, efficient manner. There has to be action put behind it. There needs to be significant resources invested to be able to realise this because waiting for the results of this data collection means it's too late. There There are children today on the receiving end of horrendous bullying. There are parents today phoning cyber safe kids, crying heads in hands, not knowing what to do. There are children today who are going to be in bedrooms with a smartphone, with the door closed, either intentionally, excuse me, Mm. or inadvertently accessing information that they are not emotionally or mentally able for. And Whilst all of this is happening today, Meta, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok are generating billions, billions of dollars in profit from the content and the advertising that is going in front of our children, all of which is making these behaviours even worse, not preventing it. I think it's important to remember that this is a very complex problem that has to be addressed on different levels. So, for example, you are an expert as a parent. You are an expert in what affects your child. And you need support in dealing with whatever is impacting on your child negatively. So at that local level, that level of intervention, you're absolutely right. The response must be swift, it must be authoritative, and it must be aimed at protecting the person who's been targeted Mm -hmm. and making them feel safe. And, and that, those kind of actions are really important and need to be carried out at a local level. But then there are other actions that are broader that will help support those local actions. But they, I don't see it as being one or the other. I think it's yeah. something that we have mm-hmm. to do but the, James, whole, the, whole, n- the whole system. N- not, not to labour a point, but again, uh, you know, the, the recording of all of this would be done at a local level. And, and how do you deal with the reality that, you know, one school principal or whatever teacher is given the responsibility of this, you know, m- might see an incident or be told about an incident and maybe not as extreme as Sinead describes there, but they will dismiss it. And this is mm-hmm. often a complaint that parents say, they will say, my kid has been bullied in school and the teachers or the principal will not take me seriously. I mean, mm-hmm. it's all fine to say we're going to start recording bullying, but that incident or those incidents won't be recorded in that, so that situation. That, that, the current situation is, as you described there, there is a currently a requirement on schools to record locally um, uh, incidents of bullying and report them at their board of management meetings. And no one really knows the quality of that reporting or the response to them. And that's part of the reason why, as part of the development of the National Action Plan on Bullying, there was a concern about that. And then the the response to that was, well, if people are required to submit data to a central source, they might be more likely to do that accurately mm. and properly and at least there'll be some level of accountability. But the education of the principals and of the school staff is key to this. They need to understand that when bullying happens in a school, be it online or offline, there must be a swift response that involves uh, protection of the target and also yeah. whatever is needed in terms of those who are carrying out the bullying. Could, could I add to that just as yeah, a, a, from our experience? So the phrase that keeps coming to mind for me is zero tolerance. Now, 
we were really fortunate that in the worst of situations, when I went to my child's school, they were immediately supportive and they took a zero tolerance approach to dealing with the situation and continue to do so. But I am often struck by what may have happened had either I not received that unconditional support. Um, and I needed to go back repeatedly to the school and ask for ongoing intervention because unfortunately it didn't just end like immediately. There was, you know, a couple of more like after effects and it turned into a little bit of an in-person for a little while, but eventually yeah. it got sorted. But, you know, imagine if that had not been my experience, but also imagine if English wasn't my first language or imagine if I wasn't confident enough to be able to go to the school yeah. on my child's behalf. Imagine if, you know, it was somebody else had other challenges and limitations put on them, real or perceived, and couldn't go and bring it to the school's attention. Never mind the school themselves not having the policy and the practice and whatnot in place to take the action. So I, I know we can't account for you know, everyone. And we have to try and put a, cons you know, a consistent yeah. standardised process and policy in place. But the bar needs to be set yeah. really, really high. Sinead, listen, thanks a million for speaking to us uh, and putting the case so clearly. Professor James O'Higgins Norman as well, the UNESCO Chair in Bullying and Cyberbullying at the DCU Anti-Bullying Centre. Lisa in Dublin 7 says, bravo to that mother, a fantastic advocate for all parents in the current climate where protecting our children is a monumental task that seems hopeless at times. And somebody else says, why aren't we pushing for the elimination of anonymous social media accounts? All social media accounts should be paid for by a credit or a debit card so there is traceability. And that's from Alan, who describes himself as a former victim of bullying. Alan, I can tell you, my kids are seven and nine. So we are pre-smartphone age and myself and my wife are dreading it. And that is no exaggeration. We are dreading it when they get to that age. It is all ahead of us. Uh, the Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.